0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion as we go through these tribal allocations. I I don't want you to miss what God's doing as he builds his world. He's setting the geographic locale for the Gospels right here. And in fact, this tribal allocation is going to one day facilitate like the hometown, the functioning hometown of Jesus. So uh, it's not just a list of cities, I'm telling you, man. There are stories behind every one of these. Here's Joshua chapter 19, beginning in verse 32. Naphtali's inheritance. The sixth lot came out for Naphtali's descendants by their clans. Their boundary went from Heleph and from the oak and Zainium, uh, including Adamai, Nekeb, and Jabneel, as far as Lachem ended at the Jordan. And into the jordan to the west the boundary turned from asnoth tabor and went from there to hookah reaching zebulun on the south asher on the west and judah at the jordan on the east the fortified cities were zidim Zer, hamath rakath chenereth this is like the the sea of galilee Adama, rama hazor kadesh uh Idrei or a i've heard it pronounced two different ways and they're both kind of authoritative sources so i don't know please let me know if i'm saying that right in hazor and then i don't know what this is i'm gonna say it looks like iron in english but it sounds like i'm about to say iran and that could be confused with the modern day country that wouldn't exist for several uh, millennia after this migdal El, uh horem beth anath and beth shemesh 19 cities with their settlements this was the inheritance of the tribe of naphtali's descendants by their clans the cities with their settlements so it gives you the borders that look like this on this map that comes from my um, good friends at Lifeway where I used to work. Thank you guys for your permission to use this map. There's Naphtali right at the top, okay? The northernmost, uh, uh, the northernmost border in the center, uh, Asher, the tribe of Asher's land, connects the Mediterranean Sea. The eastern half of uh, the eastern side of, of Team Manasseh uh, covers the northeastern border, and then Naphtali is sandwiched between the two. But it's got a really unique setup as well in that it goes to both the northern and southern coasts of the Sea of Galilee. It's called Chenareth in the text that we just read. So it borders Tyre to the north, uh, and Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, Issachar, and even has like a tiny little bit of contact across the Jordan River, at least from the tribe of Gad, uh, which which is uh, pretty cool. This was the largest allocation of the remaining seven tribes as they, as they get their piece of land. Now let's look at the biblical background here. In Genesis chapter 30, here's where Naphtali himself, the namesake for the tribe, was born. In my wrestlings with God, I have wrestled with my sister and won. She named him Naphtali. It's because Naphtali was actually born from her servant Bilhah. So this was part of the struggle here, like between, uh, between Rachel and Leah to bear children. Uh, we've already seen the story. Uh, we, saw, we saw the story of Issachar, for example, and, and Issachar's birth kind of came about after a struggle over some mandrakes that I think Reuben brought to his mother. And, and now there's more of this struggle here. You can see that was that was partly where Zebulun's name came from. It was sort of like talking smack between the sisters of Rachel and Leah and uh now that struggle itself becomes uh a namesake in Genesis 30 verse 8 that's where naphtali comes from the word uh, the word naphtali really means struggle which is ironic too because it has nothing to do with islam at all but that's kind of what um Anyway, Deuteronomy 27 verses 15 through 26, something that I won't go over here because I've already surveyed it. But, uh, the tribe of Naphtali stood with the tribe of Asher and four other tribes as these proclamations were made on Mount Ebal, basically just categorizing, cataloging all the permutations of sexual perversion that are forbidden. And this, this covenant of obedience to God is renewed. So Naphtali was, the tribe of Naphtali was party to that. Uh, in Genesis 49 verse 21, as Jacob is pronouncing blessings over his sons, the actual man, Naphtali himself, he said this, Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. So if you were with us in our, um, in our, in our previous devotions, you've seen how this is, this is a little bit better. This works out a little bit better uh, for Naphtali than, than things worked out for, uh, for Issachar for example, because Issachar's blessing wasn't really much of a blessing at all. Deuteronomy 33, verse 23, he said about Naphtali, Naphtali, enjoying approval, full of the Lord's blessing, take possession to the west and the south. Judges one thirty-three. uh uh-oh, this sounds familiar. The same problem that afflicted the tribe of Asher, the same problem that afflicted uh, members of the tribe of, was it Simeon and, and just numerous other parts of the promised land. They didn't finish the job. They didn't complete the the conquest, absolutely. Naphtali did not drive out the residents of Beth Shemesh or the residents of Beth Anath. They lived among the Canaanites who were living in the land, but the residents of Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath served as their forced labor. We've talked about this back in chapter 16. God never prescribed this. Now, uh, in Judges five eighteen, the people of Zebulun defied death. Naphtali also, in the heights of the battlefield. This is part of uh, this is part of Deborah's leadership, and then Zebulun, or not Zebulun, uh, Naphtali comes up in this really critical prophecy in the book of Isaiah, which I'm currently using as a mouse pad. <laughs> so not only could you take your group through our si- our series in Isaiah, but it makes for a decent <laughs> makes for a decent mousepad. <laughs> Isaiah chapter nine. Nevertheless, the gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun uh, and the land of Naphtali. Remember, the the two are you know they're uh, they're they're right next to each other here on on this map. There's Naphtali, and it kind of bleeds into Zebulun, both uh, both of whom formed the eastern border to the uh, the land allocated for Asher. But in the future, he will bring honor to the way of the sea to the land. East of the Jordan, and to Galilee of the nations. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. Beautiful prophecy about the Prince of Peace to be born here. And you can see that it it lingered in people's thoughts, but the bad reputation of that land, which Isaiah, the prophet, said would be blessed it lingered into the time of the Gospels. By the time um, Jesus was born, the land of Naphtali had kind of a bad reputation. It had been given up. You know, uh, here's, here's uh, John 1 46. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel asked him, come and see. Philip answered, man, that is powerful evangelism. Just come and see. That's the easiest evangelism gets. Just come and meet Jesus. John 7, 52. You aren't from Galilee too, are you? They replied, investigate and you will see that no prophet arises from Galilee. All right, it's not true, uh, by the way, uh, but this is this is part of this allocation for the tribe of Naphtali. And then finally, I know I'm covering a lot of Bible, a lot of supplementary verses about this one little piece of text that really just gives uh, um, you know, a, a land description, but I'm telling you, this was part of the prophecy, the the prophetic background to Jesus' arrival, because that particular plot of land housed Nazareth. Here is Matthew chapter 4, verse 13. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what was spoken to the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, along the road by the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people who live in darkness have seen a great light and for those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. That sounds familiar. Here, here Matthew is quoting Isaiah. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near. So here it is, the uh, the geographic setting for the gospel preaching. All of this land allocation, it, it set the backdrop for jesus to show up one day in defiance of everybody's expectations and to begin this critical preaching ministry that uh saves souls repent because the kingdom of heaven has come near uh it it, this land allocation for naphtali set the stage for the prince of peace to be born so uh naphtali just like Asher just like Zebulun just like Simeon just like Judah just like every other tribal allocation you know you didn't do everything perfect but like wow the god whom we serve he is perfect and you you didn't do everything quite right you didn't fully eradicate all of uh, all of the enemy's presence that you were called to, but despite it all, God is able and God did exactly what he intended to do. Isn't Aren't you grateful that's true of you and I as well? You have no idea, Naphtali, just what a tremendous thing God's going to do through you in this land that he's given you. And you, modern day New Testament believer, you have no idea what God could do through you. It's beyond anything you could ever ask or imagine. It is limited only by the will of God and the will of God is the greatest Greatest thing in the universe.